Good morning and blessed Advent to you. I'd like to first and foremost thank each and every one of you for joining me here as we begin to walk this journey through Advent to the birth of Jesus. And as we walk through Advent this year, I'd like to have us all refocus our energy into what it really means to be like Christ, what it really means to spread hope, peace, joy, and love into this world, what it truly means to be lights and followers of Christ in this world. And with that said, as we begin preparing ourselves to be Christ-like here on this earth, and prepare for the birth of Jesus. And we know that we are always truly humbling ourselves in the face of others. We are humbling ourselves in our ways and our walk. And I'd like to give a couple announcements real quick. Each one of our Advent services, starting with today's, will be at 12 noon. From there, our Christmas Eve service, there will be two services, our fourth week of Advent at 12 noon, and at 5 p.m., our Christmas Eve service. And we hope that you can join us for all of those services. But if you are unable, maybe... Just maybe you'll be able to join us on replay or another form of your media. And with that said, let's get right into our first candle for Advent scripture reading, which comes from Jeremiah 33, 14 through 16. It says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at the time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. You will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior. And today, today we light the candle of expectation. Today, we light the candle of hope. And may it remind each and every one of us of God's great promise to us that he is our hope. He is our Redeemer and our Savior. And now let us pray. Lord, during this Advent season, may we be reminded of your promises to us and your fulfillment of them. Help us to prepare our lives for his Advent within us. 
In the precious name of Jesus in which we pray. Amen. And amen. And we're going to begin with our opening hymn of Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Before your marvelous deeds, raise our heads in expectation that we may yearn for the coming day of the Lord and stand without blame before your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen and amen. We turn to 378. In our red hymnal, entitled The Light, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came from, for a witness, to bear witness of the light, 
that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in him. These were born not of blood, not of the will of flesh, not of the will of men, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the one and only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. We continue now to 616. And I'm sure many of you are able to hear my ducks out there on our homestead. Um, so apparently they're joining us for worship as well. And that's okay. In 616, living in his presence, I have set the Lord always before me, and I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad. You have made known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Our next hymn for this morning is Change My Heart, O God. what 
make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Amen. Amen. Let us turn into our blue hymnals to 718. Which is our affirmation of faith. We actually are going to switch that to the Apostles' Creed instead for this morning. I believe in God, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, descended into Hades, and third day that rose again from the dead, ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Almighty. From thence they shall come to judge the quick and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. And amen. If you'll join me in opening your Bibles to our psalm for today, and our psalm comes from Psalm 80. In Psalm 80, we are reading verses 1 through 7 and 17 and 19. Let us begin. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Stir up your strength and come and save us. Restore us, O God. Cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry against the prayer of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears, and given them tears to drink in great measure. You have made us a strife to our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us. O God of hosts, cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. Let us jump to verse 17. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, upon the Son of Man, whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will not turn back from you. Revive us, and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts, because your face to shine, and we shall be saved. Here ends our reading of Psalm. Thanks be to God. And we're going to jump right into our first reading for today, which comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verses 1 to 9. Oh, that you would rend 
the heavens, that you would come down that the mountains might shake at your presence as fire burns bush, brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to, the, to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence when you did awesome things for which we did not look. You came down, the mountains shook at your presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you, who acts for the one who waits for him, who, you, meet him who rejoices and does righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. You are indeed angry, for we have sinned. In these ways we continue, and we need to be saved. But... We are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. And there is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us, and have consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. And all we are the work of your hand. Do not be furious, O oh Lord, nor remember iniquity forever. Indeed, please look, we are all your people. Here ends our first reading. Thanks be to God. Let us pick up our blue hymnal and turn to 99. The name of Jesus. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Our next hymn is Jesus, Lover of My Soul. Have I none? Hangs my 
siblings. We seek the mighty God in the most unlikely places, as a child in a stable and in a tomb that's empty. May God hear these prayers which come from the unlikely corners of our lives. As we begin our journey through Advent, we, Lord, are looking within to help strengthen us to be better light bearers to this world, to allow ourselves to be like the candle flame, to shine in the darkness of this world. Lord, we look to you as we lift up our siblings battling cancer. We ask that you would continue to lay your healing grace down upon them, your merciful hands, healing the cancer within, bringing joy to their hearts and their families as they live life. We lift up to you, our sisters, who are struggling. We lift up to you, our siblings who battle with things unseen in mental health. Lord, we look to you in all of the war and the anguish and the hate in this world. And we look to you, Lord, that you would continue to strengthen us, strengthen this ministry, and strengthen those who can hear to be those light bearers in this world. We ask, Lord, that you give us the ears to hear, O God, and the eyes to watch, 
that we may know your presence in our midst during this holy season of joy as we anticipate the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Let us <clears throat> open our hymnal once more to 403. A living hope. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Though whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exalt in hope of the glory of God and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly, much more than having now been justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. From if, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. In the same way, God desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed with an oath in order that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we may have strong encouragement, we who have fled for refuge in laying low hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast, and one which enters within the veil where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever and ever. Siblings, let us turn once again to our Bibles for our second reading for today. And this second reading comes from the book of 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1, verse 3 to 9. Let us begin. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by them, in all utterance and all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son Christ Jesus our Lord here ends our second reading for today thanks be to God siblings in Christ please join me in the Lord's Prayer 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, leading us not to temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Siblings, please continue joining me in prayer. Great God of wonderful surprises, we enter this season of preparation for your Son's coming, looking not for just a memory of past events, but anticipating a return. The Master is near. We strive to get our lives in order and pray that our giving of ourselves to these preparations might reflect the earth, shaking importance of his coming. Help us to give ourselves generously, for we do not know the time, day, or the hour. We pray in the name of the one who will come. Amen and amen. And now, dear siblings in Christ, as we sit here today, if you feel so compelled to tithe with this ministry, we are looking to raise money to help our sister who's in a fight with cancer. We are looking for funds to help raise donations, to help donate hats and scarves and mittens to local youth so that they can be kept warm this winter. We are also continuously raising money for our beloved brother organization, Rainbow Youth Project. For how many youth of the LGBTQIA2S plus community have faced hate and persecution during this year? How many have face struggles and trials, how many continue to be persecuted and kicked down on the streets, and we are trying to help them to the best that we can, providing coats, hats, blankets, sleeping bags, whatever the Rainbow Youth Project is able to provide, but again, your donations matter in that event. Therefore, if you feel so compelled to tithe with this ministry, you can tithe either directly to us or there are links to other places on our website. And we ask that if you do make a donation, make the donation in honor of this ministry so that our friends, our siblings in those organizations know where those tithes are coming from, those gifts, those donations. Now, with that said, let us turn gears to our gospel for today. And our gospel for today comes from the gospel of Mark. And in the gospel of Mark, we turn to the 13th chapter, verses 24 to 37. Let us begin. But in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars of heaven will fall, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then... They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send his angels and gather together his elect from the four winds, from the forest, 
part of the earth and the farthest part of heaven. Now, learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So, you also, when you see these things happening, know that it's near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will be no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening at midnight at the crowning of the rooster, crowing of the rooster or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. Here ends our scripture reading of our gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to Christ. And as we sit here this morning, a morning of preparation, a morning for hope. We look to ourselves in our gospel with the verses of not knowing the day or hour of which they will come. But to be prepared. Now, in our ministry, when I was reading the passage about the rooster crow, I also in my head said, or the duck quacking. Because part of my morning routine starts with taking care of the animals on said homestead. Making sure that the dogs are out, the ducks are let loose into their run, and so forth. And all of this comes to preparing for the day. All of this comes to making sure that when I leave to go to work, that all was taken care of. But yet, in this instance, Christ is instructing fellow disciples that they may not know that time or day to always be prepared lest they catch you sleeping. Now imagine being the doorkeeper and the master comes back and you are asleep. I'm sure the master would be completely upset, correct? It would probably give you lashes or whatever because you were not manning your post correctly. You were not alert and awake and observant to see that the master is coming back and to sit there and say or do something about it. Yet, 
when we sit there and we look at these scripture passages, it's all a way of preparing for ourselves for what's to come. Now we know in our Advent season, the final outcome is celebrating Christmas Eve, is celebrating Christ's birth, and then we go into celebrating three kings coming and bearing gifts, right? Now our nativity scenes are sometimes a little skewed for that purpose because in our nativity scenes, we always put the three kings with everything, like it all happened on one day, and it was all big, great party. But that's not really what happened. We look to ourselves during these times, and we have to think wholeheartedly of, Lord, what are we doing to ourselves? What are we doing with ourselves, and how, Lord? How can we do better? Now, it is no secret that I have been sitting on social media platforms, not just advocating ministry, scripture, and true teachings of Jesus Christ, but that I advocate for marginalized groups and for human rights and things like that, because that is what I have been called to do. But in preparation of Christ's coming, have I done enough? And I say that because for many of you, you see what this country has turned into when we say Christianity. We get a bad taste in our mouth, right? For many of us who lead what we consider an online Christian ministry or any kind of Christian ministry or religion of Christianity, there are those who, the second you say, oh, I'm a Christian, their guard goes up, their defenses go up, because far too many have been shepherded away from the truth that the Almighty Shepherd gave us. You see, part of this preparation of Christ's birth in this Advent season is to prepare ourselves to refocus wholeheartedly on what Christ means. Now today is the day or this week is the week that we are celebrating the hope that Christ gives to this world. And Christ gave this hope in two forms. The first form is in the birth of Christ, when Christ came, born as a baby. And the hope of the world was born that day. Hope for better tomorrows. Hope that war and famine and things like that would end, but ultimately... We have to look at the full life of Jesus to get to that point because if we don't look to Jesus' teachings, if we don't look to the full life of Jesus, then all we sit there and see is we celebrate Jesus more as a mascot. And we tote the name of Jesus more as a mascot instead of toting the name of Jesus and being a true follower of Jesus. And I say this, to follow it with actions speak louder than words. And it's very easy for someone to sit there and say, 
oh, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus and all of that. However, what are their actions? Because in a day and time frame of social media, with multiple platforms and apps and with multiple streaming devices and all of this, are we the Christian who goes on social media and gets on our keyboard or phone or tablet or whatever and starts saying, you blasphemer, false preacher, or just in general, repent for your sin and turn to Jesus and all will be saved and healed. Or are we the Christian that turns and says, Dear sibling, you look hungry. Here's some food. Are we the sibling that says, Dear sibling, you look cold. Here's a coat. Dear sibling, you're a little bit short. Here's a gift. You see, in today's country, in today's world, there are two forms of Christianity. There's that form of Christianity that sits there and feels it's above all others. All other religions, all other individuals, all other people and humanity in general. And there's the form of Christianity that are the true followers of Christ living their life the best they can. And you see, it's that second form of Christianity that brings hope to this world. Because you see, when people look at Jesus Christ, in many cases, they want to sit there and they want to whitewash it. They want to sit there and say that Jesus Christ was this baby who was born to bring hope and to save us. And at the end of his life, they crucified him, but he died so that I could do what I want. I can sit there and be as sinful as I want because Jesus died for me. And in that time of birth to death, they completely ignore the teachings that came within the life that Jesus walked this earth. And on this first day of Advent, siblings, I look to you and ask that as we sit here and we are celebrating hope and we are looking for hope, May we look no further than the hope that we find in Jesus through his teachings of who we are to be. Because we then become that bearer of hope into this world. A world that is plagued by darkness and hate. And I have a lot more choice words, but I'm going to leave it there. But we can't do that if we are not prepared for the coming time either. You see, Jesus gave us the playbook. Are we going to be the form of Christianity that sits there and takes that playbook and says, nope, that's too woke. We're going to throw that in the trash. Because our white Jesus is better. Or are we going to be the form of Christianity, the true followers of Jesus, that look at that playbook and say, yep, I need to do better so I can be this bearer of hope in the world. So that I can walk forth 
bettering myself through this playbook and that I might be able to be just as radicalizing as Jesus was in a world full of capitalistic, political, and so forth ideas. Because Jesus taught us that we don't just use the, we don't sit there and play the game of, oh, hate the sinner, or, sorry, love the sinner, but hate the sin. That wasn't a teaching of Jesus ever. Jesus taught us to love all. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was Jesus who sat with the woman at the well. I'm pretty sure it was Jesus who called the tax collector, Matthew, to join him. And everybody was like, why are you sitting with the tax collectors? Why are you calling tax collectors to join us? They're like the worst of the worst, except for Jesus is like, yeah, that, 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 that's nice. But um, yeah, they're going to come follow me. They're going to come be part of me. Jesus didn't say to look to our Muslim or Hindu or Jewish siblings and to say, you're less than us because you don't follow what I believe in. No, instead, Jesus spent his life challenging that hierarchy of what was deemed power to say, well, if you have this power, why don't you use it for good? Why are there people hungry? Why are there people homeless? Why are there people without clothes? Why are there people in need if you have this power to do something about it? So as we sit here on our first Sunday, I look to all of you siblings and ask you to look in your hearts and if you can't sit there and do those things, then let's work on using the playbook that Jesus gave us to prepare ourselves so that we can be those beacons of hope in a world that needs it. Just like Christ is the beacon of hope to us. So that whenever that time does eventually come for the master or for Christ to come back to return, or in our cases we're celebrating Advent for that time for Christ to be born, that we are prepared and ready to the way that we need to be. And not just in the Advent season, not just as we prepare for Christmas, but leading into the next year on. When I look at Advent and I look at these weeks, I look at that as the refocusing of what we've been lacking the most. What we've been forgetful to do because we've allowed life to just take over. We've allowed politics. We've allowed greed. We've allowed ego. Whatever it might be to take over in our lives. And I look at that as a way to rebalance, refocus, and recommit to being a hope bearer. Let us pray. Lord, we come to you today and we thank you for the scripture reminders that we are to be prepared for when you come. And because we do not know the time, the day, it means we need to be prepared at all times. And we look to you, Lord, in your wisdom and your grace that you would forgive us for the evils that we have put into this world that you would strengthen us also that we may be those hope bearers. Let us use your teachings to prepare us.
as you walked through this world teaching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Now, siblings in Christ, our final hymn is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
And now, let us pray. Creator of the world, you are the potter, we are the clay. And you form us in your image, shape our spirits by Christ's transforming power. That as one people we may live out your compassion and justice, whole and sound in the realm of your peace. Amen. And amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Siblings in Christ, go in peace. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.